Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. It's the end of April, and most of us are still in quarantine. So what do we do? How do we help? Do we help at all? Do we raise money? Do we tweet our misery all day? You know who you are. If your filmmaker and director, Paul Feig, you have not stopped have not stopped working or entertaining the way he can. He's moving forward with his own virtual cocktail hour every night on Instagram. In fact, while I record this, Paul Feig has done 43 cocktail hours, all highlighting a different charity and keeping many of us company at home. Paul and I talked for a while about the responsibility he feels to help and to entertain, and he humored me to dissect many of the shows and series he created and directed, which we've all been watching at home. From Freaks and Geeks, Arrested Development, The Office, Bridesmaids, we shift into a masterclass of storytelling of how to create and why you should never stop. This was just what I needed right now, and hopefully it's the same for you too. So what's up? Not much. How are you? I'm good, you know? I mean, all things considered, I cannot complain. You know, I'm I'm very, very lucky. We have a nice house, and I'm here with my wife. And uh, you know, it's we're in California, and yeah, California's you know seems to be faring. You know, nobody's faring well, but is faring sure. okay. So you know, I'm 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 never going to complain about anything ever again in my entire life. <laughs> really? Well, you know, I think you know. It, of course, the minute this is over, we'll all be back to. Uh, <laughs> Complaining yeah. and being outraged over pop culture and all kinds of other dumb stuff. <laughs> but for now, I appreciate every moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I think it's interesting to see how much of the gut check everyone's getting in terms of appreciating uh, teachers and service workers and, and all the things that people do appreciate in the most cases. They don't really, really, truly understand it, at least speaking for myself, until you, yeah. you see how important all the stuff is. I've been trying to yeah. tip people as much as I can. Uh, I mean, wh- whatever I can do to, you know, show people that they're important. Uh, oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. No, totally. You know, and for us, it's also, you know, keeping everybody on payroll, no matter if they were able, they're able to come to our house or do whatever errands they normally do for us or not. Like, I, you know, I don't want anybody out of work and not being paid. So, uh, you know, and with my company, the same thing. So with my digital company, we're figuring all that out right now. But, you know, I, it's, that, that's the thing I think is, is the worst of it. You know, they just start kind of furloughing people for whatever reasons. And, um, you know, I, I look at a company like Disney who's making a bazillion dollars and yet they're furloughing everybody. I'm like, wow, boy, they really can't, yeah. can't find that money, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is kind of interesting to see how some of that stuff has happened and to where... There are some companies, smaller companies that are just like, you know what, maybe it's okay if our profit isn't a gajillion percent this year. Maybe yeah, we can reduce yeah. that and these people can have jobs and we can take care of them. 
Yeah, um, without your employees, yeah. you're nothing. I mean, you know, you have to take care of these people who dedicated, you know, their a big portion of their lives or their daily life to to you know helping you with your work, even though you're you know you're you're providing a, a salary, but still, it's not you know it can't be that cold hard of a of a transaction of like <laughs> all right, you're off the payroll now, you know? Yeah. Like, more of like a Jimmy Stewart kind of uh, 1930s, 40s feel on this. So uh, see what we can do. But you have been doing quite a bit for many people and, and not just the, the movies that you created, but this this quarantine cocktail hour that I think you're on what, day 22? 20, uh, 27 today. 27. In a row, no days off. We're, we're seven days a week, <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day at five o'clock. Pacific. Five o'clock. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Pacific Standard Time or Pacific Daylight Time, whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. How? Why did that happen? Um, I was in North Carolina, you know, up to like three and a half weeks ago, shooting a, you know, getting prepping a TV pilot that we were going to do that I was directing and producing. Mm-hmm. We did like one day on it. And we were like the last pilot up and running. And then I just remember looking around going, like, this is crazy. We can't, you know. We just can't do this because at that point, North Carolina was sort of in they were out of the zone. And so they were feeling like, oh, no, we're OK. And they're just like, you know, what, guys, this I don't feel good about any of this. Let's just cut bait. And so, you know, flew back here, you know, and um, I just remember getting home and going like, well, we're going to have a lot of time <laughs> in quarantine. Um, I can either just kind of say I'm just going to, you know, write and try to get work done each day and do my thing or you know, I am in showbiz and I'm not a medical professional. There's, there's not much I can do other than I can kind of donate money and I can, you know, try to make people laugh and, and right. try to give people a break. And so I was like, well, you know what, why don't I do a cocktail thing? I'd always kind of thought, oh, it'd be fun to do like a cocktail show. I'm, you know, I'm such not a mixologist, but I love cocktails that I've always kind of wanted to go like, well, I want to try a bunch of different cocktails and thought, well, this is kind of a way I can, I can raise money. I can, you know, each day I can highlight a charity. And get people to donate to that, hopefully. Uh-oh, I think I just lost your audio again, Paul. Do you want to hear what it sounds like if I take them off? It might, it might be a little echoey, but let's hear what it's... Uh... Could, be, could be a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. No, but I was saying that um, I, I like things that I know are there every day, whether I watch them or not. And I thought there's something kind of reassuring, just, even though the show is completely stupid, obviously. But, you know, there's something kind of reassuring going like, oh, look, at least... I know that idiot will be there every day making a drink so I can drop in whenever I want. And then, you know, also we get a bank of the shows and you can look at them whenever you want on IGTV. So, and it just felt like, felt like if we're going to do this, let's really do it. Let's not like, okay, twice a week we'll do something or whatever. And uh, also yeah. gives me something, gives me something to do during the day anyway, too. So pre- prepping for it and getting ready for it. Yeah. I mean, I, this may sound like a weird question to ask, but do you feel, uh, some sort of additional responsibility as someone in the entertainment industry to continue to provide entertainment? I kind of do, to be honest. Um, Yeah, because that's what we, that's our whole purpose for being really (laughs) is to entertain, entertain people, you know, and I'm a comedy, I'm a comedy guy. So, you know, look, I I have no other skills. I can't, you know, I can't go out and heal people or or do medical things or help, you know, especially during a quarantine when, you know, the best thing I can do is stay inside there's only one thing I can do. And that's kind of this. I mean, I can sit around and write movies that you'll enjoy two years from now, but <laughs> let's do something, you know, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, so it just, but I, I do feel like people in showbiz, especially in comedy, it's our job. And so many people in comedy are really stepping up and doing, you know, 
live concerts and just, you know, they're really out there and doing their own talk shows uh, over IG Live and, and stuff. And it just, it, it's, it's nice because it just gives everybody an option to find some normalcy. You know, if we're just surrounded by the news all day. It's overwhelming. And, um, yeah. you know, so, so people need a break. And, you know, the biggest thing with my show is I'm always just kind of like, look, I don't want anybody to take offense of like, oh, we're having fun in this time of terrible, you know, strife for everybody. That's not it. We're just trying to go like, let's just be a port in the storm, try to give you a good time. But, you know, but again, that's why I, I wouldn't be feeling as good about my show if we weren't trying to raise money for different charities and highlighting that. So we were just completely frivolous the whole time. Wait, has, have people given you guff over this? No, no, okay. they haven't. But I'm, oh, I'm so... I'm so sensitive to that, um, yeah. you know, because look, we early on, we saw a few things from people in showbiz backfire a little bit, and it, it's, it's so easy to be tone deaf in this time that my whole obsession is like, how do I just get across that I'm just, I want to make people happy and give them something, you know, a little bit of fun in the daytime without minimizing anything that's going on. Right. Um, you know, and it's dangerous. Look, we're, you know, we're in showbiz where it's, some of us are doing, you know, have done, done okay, you know, so you know, we have a nice house and, you know, we're, we're, you know, we've got funds and all that. So, you know, the last thing you want to do is like, be like, oh boy, this is so tough. You know, that, that's, then I think that's what everybody's like, well, screw you, <laughs> you know, versus like, look, I get it. I like, you know, I just want to help. I just want to help you guys, you know, in any way that I can. Um, but no, it's a total tightrope you walk because it can just backfire so quick. Yeah. I think there's something else that you have definitely been providing, although probably unconsciously, and that is all of the stuff you already did. Basically, like your entire career's worth of, of film and TV, a lot of people are going just crazy deep. A, a friend of mine texted me the other night. He's like, hey, I think I'm finally going to watch that show, Freaks and Geeks. Is, do you think that's a good <laughs> show? And I was like, yes. And I think I got a text maybe like a day or so later. And he was like, where he's like, this is my Sopranos. He's like, oh, this man. Is, he's like, this is the greatest thing that happened. I mean, because the stuff that you have created, which I think this is one, I don't want to say a silver lining, but uh, an opportunity that's happened from this, from so many people mm -hmm. being at home mm -hmm. is getting to really go through all of these incredible, like, movies and TV shows and that, that yeah. thankfully the internet hasn't gone away. God forbid yeah. this happened 30 years ago. Can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> what this would be like without this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I wanted to, to jump about, uh, in, into some of the, the film stuff that you've, that you've done because obviously it would be a, a massive mistake for me to not even discuss this, but with freaks and geeks, and I know you've given these interviews a gajillion times, but, mm -hmm. How did Freaks and Geeks happen and how much did it have to do with heavyweights, which when we first did a podcast together, I told you that's one of my favorite films in history. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, it had I mean, it had very little to do with the heavyweights. Um, it had, it had. I know it had more to do with the, the fact that I I had forever been wanting to do a show about high school because I was so frustrated by all the high school shows and, and movies that I'd seen over the years because they were always about like really cool kids having sex or like figuring out how to have sex. And it's just like, and it always made me like, like, if I was a teenager back then watching this stuff, cause there's really even stuff like that when I was in high school and you're just like, yeah. 
am I a freak? Like, I'm terrified of all this stuff. Like, who are these kids, like, that are such adults? And it drove me crazy. And, and I go, like, that didn't reflect anybody I knew, anybody I saw, any of my friends. And so I was always like, well, what about the one, the rest of us that were so awkward on the, on the, you know, on the outside? Want to hear the rest? Sign up to hear the full episode over on our Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash blamo to hear this episode and many more exclusive blamo extra episodes. Plus, get access to our community Slack, our happy hour, and upcoming episodes of Blamo Live. Hope to see you there.